0: As evening News is coming up at 5. <laughs>
1: Between now and then, if there's a traffic red alert, breaking news, severe weather alerts, the WSB 24-hour breaking news center, will not hesitate to break in. And we'll have more during Atlanta's Evening News from 5 to 7. Depend on it. Sean Hannity. The new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Live from the Hill, our very own Jamie Dupree with the latest news. News from D.C. By the way, I just learned uh, that Father Jonathan Morris is on tonight to talk a little bit more about the Supreme Court rulings from last week. He got spat on when he was at, apparently walking down the street. New York had its gay pride event, which is apparently. You've been to the parade. I've never been to it. How big is it? Is it? Oh,
0: it's big. It's a big
1: deal. It's like how many people do you think we Thousands. Thousands, thousands and thousands. People. So he got spat on by two people. Anyway, he'll tell us about that tonight. Anyway, uh, it's Jimmy Dupree, the most connected man in Washington D.C. Sir, how are Thanks, you? Hey, Sean, I got spit on one time when I was covering a story.
0: Really? What happened? Uh, I was covering the big right-to-life march here in D.C. and had a bunch of people um, uh,
1: <laughs> spit at me from right, the sidelines. pro they didn't like reporters, I guess. Pro-life people? Yeah. Really? Uh huh. You know, because I've seen over the years, you know, on the anniversary of Roe v. Wade, which is usually, what, in January, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, uh, in the cold, yes. In the freezing cold. That, freezing cold about January people, 21st, you know, you, 22nd. You, yes. have a, you have a pretty conservative group of Christian people that usually protest, and they usually are very peaceful. I'm, I'm kind of shocked.
0: Stuff happens from time to time, I guess, you know?
1: Yeah, it does. It's crazy. Well, is there more? I guess there's more fallout from all of this. You have a couple of things that I picked up on. You've got the Texas Attorney General. Uh, saying that, hey, government workers can use their own religious beliefs and deny a license to people, marriage licenses, uh, that's going to be probably an issue that's going to be challenging. You have a law professor that was in the New York Post over the weekend from the University of Illinois, Robin Fretwell Wilson, outlining scenarios where churches, synagogues, and mosques may be forced to participate sooner than later.
0: I would think, look, I'm no legal expert, but I would just think that off the top of my head that churches— you know, it's like uh, if, if anybody's had a friend who gets married in the Catholic Church, usually both parties have to be pretty much in the church in order to get married. You can't just sort of walk off the street and say, marry me. So I would think that on that, churches would have some, you know, insulation from all of this. But if they have a hall or a, you know, a, a place that they rent out to people for receptions and things like that, that could be considered a public accommodation where they might have to be forced to rent it out to anybody who wants to rent it out, whether
1: it's a straight couple or a gay couple. So there are a lot I actually think it could could be worse than that I think they could literally, there's going to be a case brought to the court at some point depending on the lineup of the court, liberal, conservative, etc and then you never know about, liberals never deviate, they always told the the party line but it's the so-called conservative appointees that that seem to deviate the most. Um, I could see a case where a church doesn't want to perform a gay wedding for religious purposes, in the court go against them. I can see that day coming. Well, we'll see.
0: I mean, obviously, anybody can bring a suit on anything and see if it runs up the uh, uh, the chain of command and gets all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. I would think that the, the Texas Attorney General, Ken Paxton, Trying to say that, you know, that uh, that government employees can use their own beliefs to decide whether or not they want to do something. That's going to be challenged of, immediately. Oh, yeah. I, w- I would think there would be little time wasted on that. Uh, I, I don't know, you know, how quickly it gets done. We saw today there were three different states, two others along with Texas that had sort of held back. Uh, Louisiana. And Mississippi those two today began issuing marriage licenses actually in Texas it's sort of a hodgepodge right now some counties are issuing marriage licenses but some are not so it's not the entire state that is uh, not doing it there are some areas where you can get them it's it's mainly you know sort of the more liberal cities in those areas where the counties are moving ahead with it and it's some of the more maybe red counties that are not doing it at this point in time. You know, look, I I think that uh, certainly for a lot of Republicans, we saw how much of a flashpoint, just think back to the Indiana situation earlier this year with the religious freedom issue, and uh, that didn't end that well for Governor Pence there in Indiana, and I don't know if that's a harbinger of where things go on this issue, but we saw even in a red state how difficult it was on that issue for Republican governor. So we'll have to see what happens on this. But obviously, it was a big, big ruling on Friday that's had an impact not only generally, but in the Republican race for the White House as well.
1: Did you see Catherine Herridge at Fox's report on this phone call between Clinton and Obama that was withheld from, from Congress? The contents of the call were withheld not because the information's classified, because the administration claims they represent internal deliberations about the 2012 terror assault, and um, the claim comes as Clinton also faces accusations after the Sidney Blumenthal uh, hearing and when he was being questioned last week uh, that, in fact, she withheld Benghazi related emails from a private server. Well, obviously, there are
0: some emails that showed up from Blumenthal, right, that she did not provide. That's correct. I mean, that's that's obviously been established at this point in time. Either she deleted them. Uh, or thought she was not, you know, I, I'm not even going to try to answer for it, but it, it's, it's straight out and clear that some emails have come from Blumenthal that did not come from her and her server. Now, I don't know if that puts any more heat on Speaker Boehner to try to take the next step to actually try to subpoena that server. They could have a House of Representatives vote on a resolution to do that, but certainly uh, I don't see Republicans dropping this at all, but then, then you get in the whole situation of can they actually compel her to turn that server over. I don't know. That's a that's a, a quirky area of the law where I'm not sure whether or not they'll have the legal ability to do that. But certainly I think they feel, look, I think bottom line is when you talk to Republicans here in the hall of, halls of Congress, uh, to a person, they don't believe that they got every email that they should have gotten from Hillary Clinton when she was the one figuring out which one should be deleted and which but one should not. But
1: the bottom line is, is and, and it's the same in the Lois Lerner case, you know, we learned at the end of last week that, in fact, some of the information, the computer itself, was actually destroyed after it had been subpoenaed.
0: Yeah, we have multiple examples with the IRS, with Lois Lerner and other things, where there were subpoenas issued by the Congress, and then things happened afterward to uh, to either delete or not, now, to, or not to produce that and, information. And, and yes. correct
1: me if I'm wrong, that why do I believe, as little citizen Sean Hannity, if I did it, that I'd be in jail right now? Uh,
0: one would think that uh, the government would not look too kindly on you doing something like that. Yes, and the only and question I mean, is would what you, a common theme of a complaint that is, and makes it all the more uh, of an aggravation and ironic for lawmakers when they bring it up and they see that the whether it's it's not only turning over information. Right. Sean, I've done stories about how the IRS doesn't even apply its tax laws. Equally to their own employees,
1: employees. Yeah. and how many delinquent taxpayers work for the IRS? It's unreal. Yes. A number, yes. Um, and, and now why do I believe? The only question is that I'd be put in jail. The only question is if you would bail me out and put a file in the cake. <laughs> Absolutely. And I could break out like these other two what guys. A story. What Shawshank a story. Redemption. I told everybody. I didn't think it was going to end well. I mean, the fact that well, one guy survived. Well, at least survived. it did. At least I mean, at least there was no innocent. Yeah, person. it could have been bad. Yeah, um, it could have been very bad. Yeah. Story after story. About Bernie Sanders. Now, I go back. There was one one moment where I said to you and pointed out Bernie Sanders had doubled his approval rating from 4 to 8%. And you mocked me. Now we have Bernie Sanders within single digits in a whole host of states. And the Washington Post, I'm just pointing out I was ahead of the curve here, yes. uh, has an article today. Quote, in Bernie Sanders, an unlikely but real threat to Hillary Clinton. And a belief that there is now a scenario where Bernie Sanders could win Iowa and New Hampshire.
0: Look, uh, I think the the most devastating thing for the Clinton team right now would be to take him, uh, to not take him seriously and not take his challenge seriously, in a sense what some believe they did eight years ago with Barack Obama. Uh, Certainly, Sanders has been able to sort of become the anti-Hillary candidate in a way that Martin O'Malley could only dream of right now and that Jim Webb and Lincoln Chafee and any others could only dream of. There was that Wall Street Journal report today that maybe the vice president was even thinking about it, that his sons had urged him to run. I don't know if he's going to. But right now, Bernie Sanders has become the, quote-unquote, alternative. It was interesting because this weekend I ran into some people I hadn't seen in a while and talking politics with them, and there were several people who were Democrats, and they all said the same thing that I've heard from a number of people. You know, you just you ask them about Hillary, and it's just sort of they, they rub their forehead and furrow their brow and while they're they're Democrats, they're just not excited about voting for her, whereas we've seen a lot of examples of Bernie Sanders drawing big crowds and bringing a lot of people in. Now, again, I still think his party affiliation is going to be a big deal in New Hampshire uh, because he is not a registered Democrat. He's not even a Democrat here in the halls of the Senate where I sit right now. And so uh, look for uh, We saw a signal last week. Who was it? It was Senator uh, McCaskill of Missouri who took off after Sanders in a televised interview. That told me something right there that maybe some of the uh, supporters of Hillary Clinton feel like they need to start jabbing and poking at Bernie Sanders because they don't want to let him
1: just sort of stand there for too long to where he starts to get a lot more momentum. Uh, Pretty amazing. Uh, That, I think, explains a lot. Remember way back when when Hillary met with Elizabeth Warren, and they were all worried in the Clinton camp that she might make a run herself. Well, she still may get in the races. Two interesting developments. She seems to have partnered with Comrade de Blasio, the mayor of New York City, and he won't make any affirmative statement towards her. Al Gore says it's too early to endorse Hillary. Hillary. No, I and I, I don't think you should downplay
0: stuff like that. I mean, look, yeah. I, I think a lot of politicians, especially members of Congress, when you go interview them here in the hallways, you know, you say to them, well, are you on board? There's some people who are on board already, but a lot of people want to keep their options open. So they partly it's that. Uh, but the other hand, I do think there is some worry about the situation and there are some people on the democratic side who would like to see somebody else mm-hmm. it's how long can you wait before
1: you do that i mean it's it's already june well look how uh, bad look at the dramatic shift in a poll from just a couple of months ago clinton had a 21 point lead over bernie sanders now it's 43 35 i mean for her you know add to that the poll that i keep citing which is the 57 percent of americans that don't see are honest and trustworthy these and, and then you have the Wall Street Journal today, you know, Willie Run, Biden speculation is mounting. All of this points to a, a party that is not happy with her candidacy.
0: You know, I wonder, oddly enough, whether Bernie Sanders and uh, the big bump that he's getting hurts somebody like Rand Paul in New Hampshire.
1: Interesting. Where
0: anybody can vote. An open in primary,
1: yeah, no, you and never know. Uh,
0: I'm not saying that you know Rand Paul supporters are a bunch of socialists or anything, but there is sort of a joining together at the top of the spectrum, the political spectrum, where some of those people might go either way. And I just wonder if Bernie Sanders were to get a lot more popular and become a real sort of anti-Hillary Clinton alternative, would it would Rand Paul suffer any because of that in a state like oh, well, in Iowa too, yeah.
1: where you can uh, vote either way? Kasich apparently is uh, determined he's getting in, but. Chris Christie is getting in tomorrow. You're not going to be there? I'm doing the show from New Hampshire tomorrow, but that's all <laughs> I'm allowed to say.
0: Well, I'll start by seeing him in in New Hampshire. I was going to come you gonna visit him in you New Hampshire. Tomorrow, tomorrow? Now, no, I'm going to be in New Jersey at his announcement tomorrow.
1: Well, I'm going to be in New Hampshire tomorrow. That's the only hint I'm giving.
0: Roger that. I'll, I'll You can tell the whole story tomorrow when we talk. That's, That's fine. correct. But so Kasich is getting, when is Walker's date? Do we have his date You know, down? we do not. You may have it, but it has not been officially announced as yet. Kasich will be July the
1: 21st. I would bet I in July. That's my bet.
0: Well that's my bet too but we have not heard a, a date established
1: by him as yet. And even think of that this? Would be what it? do you think of this whole Donald Trump NBC Univision blow up? I mean
0: Well uh NBC basically said to the Donald today you're fired. And Trump fired back with, uh, you know, uh, a statement labeling NBC, what was it, quote, uh, weak. weak and foolish. Right. Um, uh, what do you think Trump is going to say at this CNBC debate in Colorado in October? you think he's going to make any rift oh, on his th- I, I, sponsor?
1: I have 100 percent, and I don't blame him. Look, here's the deal. Nobody has been down. I don't know anybody. Let me put it this way. I don't know if there is somebody that has been down to the border and covered the border more than I have. And, Jamie, it is incontrovertible. The impact on our educational, criminal justice, and our health care system that illegal immigrants are having. It is, I've been there when gang members are arrested. I've been to the drug warehouses. I've been on all-terrain vehicles. I've been on, on helicopters, on horseback, out in boats. I've sat through briefings about crime statistics about from illegal immigrants crossing the border. Um, I've seen the tunnels. I've seen it all. And I'm telling you, it, it, Trump is right. This is a massive problem on the American economy, period. Look, I think he's around for a while in
0: this Republican race, so and uh, he could certainly cause some troubles for Republicans because, look, Donald Trump, what, he doesn't care what he says? I mean, he, you know. in his mind, he's a straight shooter and a straight talker. In a sense, it's sort of uh, you know, what we've seen before from some other candidates who are very popular in a place especially like New Hampshire— but Trump, uh, obviously, is a part showman, too. He's a businessman and a developer, but he also knows
1: about getting media attention. And Let me ask this question. Do. do we know, because uh, Trump said we look like beggars in the Iranian nuclear talks, there was a report out today that the administration has flipped on the issue of inspections. Is there any truth to that? I haven't seen anything about that. There was some talk from
0: members uh, today that uh, there would be a an extension of time that they wouldn't wrap things up tomorrow, that this would probably go into the, the, overtime They already, the parliament there,
1: voted that they were not going to allow inspections. So what part of this is not Kerry and Obama getting? I don't get it.
0: I, I just, what I don't get right now is the lack of drumbeat about it. I don't know how to interpret that, whether that means that they're near a deal and they've been
1: keeping a lid on it, or whether they're just going to need some extra time. Jamie Dupree, most connected man in See Washington. You Sean. Thank you, sir. 800-941-SEAN. We have reaction to the Supreme Court decisions on health care and, of course, on the gay marriage debate. Coming up with Rick Santorum, we'll have a debate on these decisions also in the next hour. Hey, listen, if you're like me um, and you believe you should be able to defend yourself and your family and you're a law abiding citizen and uh, you just understand it's a dangerous world we live in today. Well, you know I'm a proud member of the United States Concealed Carry Association, the USCCA. You've heard me talk about the special training package that they have made available exclusively to you, my listeners. Well, the good news is thousands of you have already taken advantage of the big discount that I was able to negotiate. But the urgent news is this special Hannity-only offer is now about to expire. So if you still have not reserved yours, do not wait any longer. They've set up a website just for you, DefendFamily.com. And you can snag your personal copy of this life-saving package. When you do, you're going to get their seven absolute best self-defense personal preparedness products. That includes their book, the best-selling book, Concealed Carry Home Defense Fundamentals. Six full-length DVDs packaged together, discounted 69% for just a few more days. So whether you like me and have been carrying concealed for years or maybe you're shopping for your first firearm, you're going to want this. And like I told you, they would... These training packages are selling out fast. So go to defendfamily.com, defendfamily.com, and get your 69% Hannity-only discount. Defendfamily.com. We'll continue. Sean Hannity. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early,